mouth took on a smile of macho scorn. Leave this sack, he ordered. No, I will not. I have my family to feed. The knife in his hand edged closer. I want that sack. It is mine, she told him firmly. Not yours. She wanted to warn the boy, to shout at him to flee. Don't push me. He took another step forward. Don't, she said the word quietly. You got no guts. With a swagger of his narrow hips, he came at her, the knife in his hand leading the way. The sun glinted on its razor-sharp edge. Merda! Katerina pulled the trigger. Earlier that morning, Katerina had fastened the neck of the sack with string. She'd hoisted it on her shoulder and squeezed onto the Circumvesuviana train that ran from Sorrento to Naples, gripping the sack tightly in her arms. The smell of old clothes and empty stomachs filled the crowded carriage, The heat turned the air solid with sweat slithered between the shoulder blades of the passengers crammed inside, grimly seeking a change of fortune in the big city. That hope lured them from their villages for a chance to make a few lira, just as it lured her. They were desperate to sell a tired pair of shoes or to barter a few cabbages for a chicken head, which they could sell for three lira or a sliver of soap if they struck lucky. Katerina was well aware that some would even beg, because they had nothing to sell except their gaunt face. She had seen them. They would stand hour after hour outside one of the palatial hotels where the military were billeted, where foreign soldiers smoked real American cigarettes and stuffed their mouths with real meat. The villagers would stand out there in the burning sun with expressions as empty as graven images and beg. It wasn't what Italians had expected, this shame. Not now the war was over. Shame made eyes furtive. It silenced tongues. The journey was oddly quiet. Outside, the silvery green of olive groves rippled past the windows, drawing lustful eyes to their ripening fruit, and Katerina heard her stomach growl. It was a rattle-bucket train that skirted the fertile volcanic plain at the base of Mount Vesuvius and clanked its way into Garibaldi Station in the centre of Naples. The tranquil, pearly beauty of the morning was flipped into a buzzing hive of activity the moment Caterina stepped out into Piazza Garibaldi. Instantly, she became more alert and looked around sharply. A young woman alone in this city was fair game, but a young woman clutching a bulging sack was a honeypot. Shoulders jostled her, hands grasped, One man with heavy dark pouches beneath his eyes and a patched khaki shirt leaned so close he breathed garlic in her face. Benvenuto a Napoli, signorina, he said in honeyed tones and uttered a rasp of laughter. Let me be your guide to our beautiful city. 
He gestured towards the roofless ruins of the houses nearby and tweaked a corner of her sack. Afia! Katerina hissed. She elbowed him aside and strode away through the city's shattered streets, past grey landslides of rubble from bombed buildings. She headed purposefully westward, aiming for the port. That's where she'd find them, the loud, strange-smelling foreign soldiers and sailors, with money in their pockets and a ready eye for a young woman's smile. She turned down Corso Umberto in the centre of Naples, but the traffic was jammed. Horse-drawn carts battled for space with the hefty Bedford trucks of the British Army that belched out smoke, and everywhere the more nimble American jeeps swerved and blared their horns. Hawkers dodged back and forth through the dust between them, thrusting chunks of pagnotta bread through drivers' windows in exchange for a few lira.